Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. For so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we have Tracy Neely with us. Uh, man, great lady has been blessed and fortunate to achieve some really neat things uh, throughout her life and her career. And so I'm so thankful to have her on this episode of the Success Chronicles. So thank you so much. Sure. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, talk to us about your life story, you know, where you're from and how it was for you growing up and track your story till now. Uh, yeah, actually, I am a small town girl all the way from Kansas. Got to Texas as fast as I could. There you go. I was raised by a coach. I know that doesn't probably surprise you, uh, but my my father was blessed in the education world and actually was a basketball coach. So mm. that's how I was raised. Um I have a couple of younger siblings that were athletes, uh, but primarily with three girls in the family, I ended up being my dad's boy. And I pretty much did every sport that he told me I was going to do starting at about the age of five. So it, it was a, a wonderful lifestyle. Uh, being a gym rat was not a bad thing. You know, my mom had to take care of my two sisters and I was sent to the gym with my dad and the keys and I washed towels and dribbled basketballs and swept the floor and you know, it was a great place to be and all my friends wanted to be with me and they all wanted to come to the gym with me on the days that, you know, they could get away from their house too. And I just, I had a lot of young friends that were athletes and loved the fact that I grew up with all of that. Um, ended up very, very special time in high school. I was, um, a three-sport athlete, uh, had the opportunity to play volleyball. You know, I missed the Title IX. You know, I actually came in right after Title IX had been passed, so I got to play a lot of things mm -hmm. that a lot of my predecessors did not. So I feel lucky that I got in that um, that nice time frame. So I got to play volleyball, basketball, and I ran track. Um, I did not run cross-country, even though I coached it later on in my life. Um, I primarily focused on track and field um, in high school because that's kind of where I found my success. Even though my dad was a basketball coach, and I played a lot of basketball. It was, it was just one of those things that you grew up with athletics, and that's what we did. That was our lifestyle. That's where everybody went. I had a huge family. I had grandparents in the stands every game. You know, I was so lucky to, to grow up with that many people in my family right there in that hometown. It was a fairly small place, but we had a junior college in town, so a lot of athletic influence. And, you know, obviously, I spent my life in athletics. Yeah. And I know that, you know, mostly that's how people know me in Texas, um, yes. but it's how I grew up. It's really all I knew. You know, I grew up as a small child like that. I was a high school athlete. I ended up being a college athlete. I did do two years of junior college uh, athletics because I wanted to do two sports and I was undersized and I couldn't go to the D1 or D2 level really in, in my sports right away. So I went into junior college, did track and field and basketball. And ended up being, you know, very successful. I had two national championships there in the high jump. And that propelled me into Abilene Christian. And I don't know if you know this or not, but 
Abilene Christian was the place that I ended up finishing my track and field career. I did not play basketball there, but I was uh, Wes Kitley, uh, the coach out there at Texas Tech that just won the national championship. Mm -hmm. I was his first signee at Abilene Christian. So there's part of your network right there is that, you know, you're connected to good track and field people. And now look what he's done. So it, it was great to be able to end up at, at Abilene Christian and do that. Now, later I came back and uh, I coached in Texas there for a while at Arlington Martin. I was there for seven years. And then I went back home to Kansas, University of Kansas, and I did my master's in sport administration and sport psychology. So that's, that's kind of my background story and kind of where I got my education and just, you know, my love of athletics is deep rooted way back in my family roots. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's really neat to uh, have a, an educator or coach as your parent, because, Mm -hmm. you know, what better people for you to be around than other educators and coaches to learn life. Oh, Oh, I know. Absolutely. And then I had all of my dad's friends that were coaches as well. And so they coached me up and then his athletes, because he had junior college athletes, they would come to my games or they would come to my track meets yeah. and they would coach me. So that deep, vast family of athletics was, it was my primary way of life. And I just didn't know anything else. That's the only way of life I've ever known. There you go. Now I know you said you uh, coached in Arlington, then you went back to Kansas and then you made it back to Texas. And then what did you yeah. get involved I, in? From I, there? I had to, <laughs> yeah. I had to come back. <laughs> Yeah. And, and truthfully, it was all based on my network. You know, I, I loved the Kansas City area when I graduated from the University of Kansas with my master's. I loved it there and I had a lot of family up there. But truthfully, when it came right down to the network and the people that I wanted to work with and the jobs that I was, you know, was seeking, they were still in Texas. And so mm-hmm. I kind of tapped back into my Adeline Christian network. A lot of my teammates were coaching um, and I had a lot of contacts that I just went into the leadership role. I'd gotten a master's. So I was ready to go into a little bit more of a leadership role and was able to find that. And I landed at Round Rock McNeil in Round Rock ISD. So that's where I ended up continuing most of my coaching career there. I was one little hiatus year. I was down at uh, Cy Springs, uh, down in Cypress Fairbanks, down in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was at McNeil and in the Round Rock system all the way until 2004. So that's when I, I finally jumped into administration and finally landed at the UIL there in 2008. And then what did you do with UIL? So UIL, um, I wore a lot of different hats at the UIL and moved around a lot, which is great because I had a diverse background and I had been uh, working in the Round Rock Athletic Department there five years prior to, so I had a lot of different experiences. And Dr. Charles Brightup was a big mentor of mine. He was a coach also, you know, yeah. prior to his executive directorship and a basketball coach. So he reminded me of, you know, how my father taught things. So really gravitated towards him over the years. So at UIL, I became an assistant athletic director. Uh, they made me the state director for cross country because I had coached that and I had provided quite a bit of the consulting piece behind the scenes uh, for the Round Rock course, which is still the state cross-country course. I think it's been there almost 24 years now. Mm. And we had that. That was our home district course when I was coaching at McNeil with Glenn Roberts uh, back in the day. And he hired me for, uh, I worked with volleyball for a little while. 
I did do a little bit of girls basketball. I had mm-hmm. the state basketball tournament for a couple of years, and that's where a big part of my network is. Yes. And I also became the state track and field director. So working with all of those schools that are represented at the state track meet, I have a plethora of experiences with all of those coaches, all of those administrators. The superintendents used to come to all of the state track meet uh, events. So that was a huge love of mine, of course, being an Abilene Christian track athlete, you know, embracing that state track meet. Uh, yeah, that made me royalty at ECU. <laughs> so that, that was a, a, a really, really good experience. But I do have to point out a couple of things that I think are really important that I kind of contribute, you know, to legendary pieces for the UIL that I was able to contribute to and be a part of these decisions was two things we were able to add for participation purposes. And that was the wheelchair track event. Yes. Uh, and the, that was a tremendous honor to be a part of that and be asked to, you know, be a creator behind the scenes and work with all the different people that it took to, to uh, make that happen. Mm-hmm and create all those experiences for kids that, you know, really didn't have the opportunity to do that prior to that. Um, you know, some of them had lifelong uh, disabilities, some had been in accidents, but you know, they were wheelchair bound. So to be able to provide participation at a different level. Now, mind you, it wasn't a place that I had any experience, but you can take yeah. all those applicable skills. You're a coach at heart and you're a people helper. And so you just open your heart wide open and you go, okay, how are we going to do this? And how is this going to make it an important piece of somebody's life so they can be a successful adult? Or how is this going to, I mean, I saw just as much about teaching the coaches how to take care of kids in a different way or administrators taking care of kids in a different way. It was just a different stage. So to be able to bring that to the state track meet, you know, we, we had some naysayers in the beginning. You know, there was people that didn't think that it, you know, fit in that spot. And, you know, I had to overcome those obstacles and those conversations and kind of win people over to kind of see the side that we saw. Because at UIL, we were all about participation. We wanted every kid in every possible activity that we could get them in. And because they had a disability, we didn't have them in programs, then we needed to, to grow with the times. And so... Very, very proud to, to be able to say that I got to be able to contribute to that. Dr. Braddock was a tremendous lead on that, but truthfully, it, it, it's close to my heart. You can tell it, it's yeah. a special time for me. And I've stayed in touch with several of those athletes because of course, Texas, we have great athletes and a lot of track and field events and wheelchair track was no different. We've got a lot of kids that went on and competed at the college level and went on to Rio in the Olympics. And, so very, uh, very close to my heart. And I'll just tell you, too, just, you know, being a coach and seeing that develop and seeing, you know, the joy that it brought. I mean, it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it was really mm-hmm. neat. It was really neat yeah. stuff. Yep. Well, and even as a fan, I'm sure that the the people that were at the state track meet that oh, yes. saw that for the first time didn't expect to have the feelings that they did when they saw those kids compete. And I think that there's a lot of people that were observers that it changed their life, too. So I. I really, you know, wanted to give kudos to, to Dr. Broadup and those kids and those, those call it, those uh, coaches and, you know, just the administrators that allowed it to happen. So pretty awesome time in my life. There it is. Well, what are, what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Oh, well, you know, that, that's probably one of those things, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say, you know, I'm a coach and a mom. 
So I have to brag a little bit and say that, you know, having a, a career as a teacher and a coach and administrator and raising a child is, is something that I feel like is a great sense of accomplishment. Um, yeah. My daughter eventually was, was an athlete as well. She was a two sport athlete and three sport in, jun in junior high, but definitely feel like having to balance that act was something that I was able to mimic with, you know, what my dad did with me. And I knew that it was a good place for her to be. And she was, she was an only child. So truthfully, those track kids, they became her family. Yeah. And so to be able to, to be that mom as well as be able to go out and coach at the same time and contribute my life to other people's kids, I was able to bring along my child. She got a great education. She's an athlete. And now she's successful. She's at the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, mm. and she's working in the athletic department. So feel like that, you know, raising her and doing that at the same time I had a career, that was a, that was a huge accomplishment for me. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, finishing a higher education, finishing your college degree while being a NCAA athlete, that's not easy. That was a task that, you know, I was, I was definitely having to train hard to keep up with, with everybody. You know, I was, I was not a truly gifted Olympic style athlete. I was really having to work pretty hard. And then in the classroom, you know, having to be able to, to balance all of that, you know, people watch these NCAA athletes all the time and you talk to them all the time and people think, Oh, they, they don't easy. know. And they got easy life or they got they all don't this, know. you know, go study and, yeah, but it's a job, you know, being a, an athlete in college and going to school and trying to finish your degree and, and, you know, set up yourself to have a good network to get out. Those are things that, you know, that's, that's not easy stuff. So I, I feel like getting that degree at ACU and then going on and pursuing that, you know, I ended up with a master's and it's, it's been my pride. I think probably the final thing that I'd mentioned on that topic, most recently when I retired from the UIL, you know, I had 31 years in education. That's, that's a pretty good chunk of time of somebody's life. I, I would say being recognized by my peers, um, you know, back home, I was recognized uh, once I retired, uh, they put me into the Hall of Fame there at my junior college uh, for my national championship. I was the first female that went into that Hall of Fame. So I took great joy in being able to, you know, embrace that community again and go back and do that. But my peers in Texas have been so important to me. The Texas High School Athletic Directors recognized me with a citation award. And honestly, having your peers recognize you like that knowing that you had worked all those years side by side with them and done all of the things that they had done. And then they turned around and, you know, honored me with that citation award. Also the cross country coaches uh, just inducted me into their hall of fame last year. And, you know, those are my brothers and sisters. Those are people that, you know, they taught me as much as I taught them. Yeah. So to share, you know, honors from your peers and actually be patted on the back after all those years of working hard and just knowing that people appreciated everything that you shared with them and the things that they learned from you and they come back and tell you about it. And they, honor it was, yeah, that was, that was a feel good moment for me too. So yes, thanks yes, for asking. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. I think uh, like, uh, it's just awesome when we uh, spend a life where we give service, you know, and, mm -hmm. and help others to be recognized for that service because like you said, they didn't have to do that, but just to no, realize, they didn't. You know your hard work and consistency over time, like was, you know, had, had to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Very proud of that. So thank you.
Good deal. Well, let's let's talk success. What is your definition of success? Well, I would say my definition of success happens every day. Okay, I feel that you know to be able to get up and be grateful every day and really you know devote the hours that I'm awake every day to something that's meaningful. Um, that's success. Um, I don't I don't see success as the end of a road or, or a journey. Um, I see it day after day after day, month after month, you know, year after year of of just embracing the journey because you know not everything that that comes towards you is easy. You know, you have to navigate those roadways. And, you know, thank goodness I did have sport in my life because those things that I overcame in athletics, you know, those obstacles, those coaches that were tough on you or the ones that you didn't like, or you didn't understand the training. I mean, all of those things that I wake up and do every day, I still use the same tactics that I use to navigate through my athletic world. I mean, it mimics my life perfectly every day. I take the same skills and I get up every day and I make sure that I'm devoted to either uh, my, my business partner and, you know, and, and making sure that you know, we're going down the road and we're providing solutions and helping schools uh, like we're doing with our new company. I've got a best friend of 30 years. You know, if I can contribute to her life or my daughter or my friends, I mean, any time that I feel like I can influence somebody in a positive way on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, and year after year, I, I think that's success. I really do. I want to be that influencer. I mean, there's a reason why I left the UIL is so I could jump to another level and influence people that I've never had, to, you know, the opportunity to influence before. I just keep wanting to expand that yeah. sphere of influence because, you know, you can only touch so many people in certain areas and then you got to move on, not just for yourself and personal growth, but you, you really owe it to everybody else. If you've got the skills to be able to influence others in a positive manner, you got to get out there and do it. And that's, that's what I think is, is success on a regular basis. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Love that definition. Thank uh, well, you. well, talk to us about what it is you're involved in now. So now what I've done is I've moved on from education, obviously able to retire, but you know, that's kind of a, it's not really the word I like to use. It makes me feel kind of old. <laughs> But I will tell you <laughs> that I've jumped to a new level. It's a platform. Um, you know, our company is called Epic Contest Solutions for a reason. Um, what we've done is we've kind of gathered up some former uh, employees from the uh, UIL that had their sphere of influence with schools and, you know, primarily the public schools. But now we can influence uh, private schools, charter schools, uh, colleges. Um, any kind of company that has a gym that supports a youth league, mm. we can support a lot of those things. We've got uh, different software platforms that solve and uh, provide solutions for schools that maybe they could pay officials or organize schedules. Um, we also have an ecosystem that provides for a digital platform. So we can offer up schools a website that's very dynamic and it offers live broadcasting. It offers live scoring. Um, we have all different types of news items that can be pushed there. Um, we can do a custom school app for schools as well, and they can broadcast right onto their phone and they can get live scoring to their phone. They can register for summer camps on there. I mean, it, it, there are so many different things that they can do through that custom app because, you know, I know right now you've got your computer in front of you and you've got your phone. Everybody has their phone with That's them it. everywhere they go. It's the wave of the future. Yes. So what we've done is we've taken everything that's, you know, a, 
something that's primary to be able to organize an athletic department and or activities, maybe fine arts as well or cheerleading, and be able to take that platform and put it into a device where people can be mobile, whether it's their iPad, desktop, sometimes you can take your, your laptops with you, but the phone, primarily the phone, and it directs all of that communications to there. So feel really certain that, you know, having a messaging system inside of a custom app where everybody goes to the Hearn ISD athletic department, you know, app, and they can message back and forth with their kids and their coaches and be able to get information and notifications to their parents. If the softball game has been, you know, shut down right. for a couple hours because the field is wet and now we can push all those notifications out to the public or even a score. Yes. Even do live scoring. Now, the only thing we can't broadcast, obviously, is because of UIL regulations, you can't do Friday Night Live, but you can broadcast everything else. So if you want to broadcast the seventh grade girls volleyball team game, you can put it on your laptop and broadcast it right into the app. And so grandma out in California can yep. watch it. That's awesome. So, so we're bringing athletics to a, to a front porch mentality because that's what school, you know, they really deserve the fact that, you know, they're doing all this work with all these kids to keep them connected because you know, as well as I do, and all coaches know this, that participation attaches them to success. So they can be successful students if they attach themselves to some type of you know, activity. So to be able to show off that front porch of the ISDs that are working so hard, whether it be fine arts or athletics or even academics, now they have a platform to be able to show that off. And this is just a whole nother realm that, you know, UIL has, is able to do a lot of those things with the, the sport championships and the state mm -hmm. championships and the regionals and the playoffs. And, you know, you get into AT&T Stadium, but when it comes down to this type of platform, the schools, you know, they get to choose. You can't mandate anything like that. So this is an opportunity that's really broadened my horizons in ways that, of course, I never imagined until I took the jump. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Never know. It's a game yeah. changer, without a doubt. It really is. And where can people go to uh, check you out and check that out? Sure. We have our uh, we have a website now. It's epiccontestsolutions.com. Um, we are uh, very creative with being able to uh, work with our schools. So we can work with athletic directors. We can work with operations uh, directors. We can work with superintendents directly. A lot of the small schools, uh, we are contacted by the uh, superintendent or maybe the business manager because we have so many business platforms to be able to pay officials or pay gate workers or announcers. We can do all of that and push that through their business system as well. So we can, you know, take contact from all different types of people at, at the school business level. That's awesome. Well, again, yeah. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time uh, to interview with the Success Chronicles. Thanks so much for your service of what yeah. you've done uh, in education and UIL. Well, I'm proud that I can still carry the name of coach. Yes, man. The, yeah. Hey, just that word gives me chills. I mean, like every. every Every time somebody says it, I turn yeah. around. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's one of those things. That's so, it. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Well, again, thank you. Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Success Chronicles. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you. Go get it.